0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Too good, too good. Yeah, really is uh, so fun to be with you, and um, are uh, just uh, grateful for the way that in which we can use technology to communicate and uh, to be in touch with one another. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's continue to be generous and to be serving uh, the people around us. Obviously, you know in. The, uh, the outreach that we, we're doing to Maplanka and other places, that's one of the ways. But you know, you can be generous to your neighbors and, um, you know, I want to encourage you, find ways in which you can show love and you can be kind and you can be merciful uh, to people around you. You know, it doesn't have to be always be uh, big and huge and extravagant, it can be in small gestures, but it's a way of us showing that we actually care, that we're filled with love, uh, that the God of love actually has taken up residence inside of us and is actually shining through us in acts of kindness and acts of love. So I just want to encourage you to do that. What I want to talk to you uh, about this morning is the God who breaks through. And, uh, you know, so many of us are facing huge challenges it's been a long time uh, since we 've been able to just you know do whatever we used to do and have a so called normal life and and, and i 'm just having a number of conversations with people who finding that the the long period since the beginning of lockdown uh, the twenty fifth of march we, we're now getting to the place where we're a little bit fatigued and um, you know we, we're Perhaps facing all kinds of challenges with our finances, um, you know, just uh, all, all these different things that are coming against us. We, we see that there's a lot of uh, tension that's uh, happening around the planet and uh, through social media and all these different kinds of things. We, we're seeing that it's creeping into our, our lives and into our lives. Um, yeah, just our, our sense of well-being and, and our anxiety levels. And so I just want to encourage you just to to, uh, to stay in a place of peace and to know that God is actually working powerfully in your life and in these circumstances. And, uh, and just to be in a place of confidence in knowing that you can trust in the Lord and that he's going to come through for you. So what I'd like to do is uh, take you through to First Chronicles chapter fourteen, and um, let's read together. In First Chronicles fourteen, it says, "Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, along with cedar logs, stonemasons, and carpenters, to build a palace for him. And David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, and that his kingdom had been highly exalted." for the sake of his people, Israel. Let's drop down to verse eight. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they went up in force to search for him. But David heard about it and went out to meet them. Now the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of God, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, Go, I will deliver them into your hands. So David and his men went up to Baal-perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, As waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. So that place was called Baal-Perazim. The Philistines had abandoned their gods there, and David gave orders to burn them in the fire. Just uh, so far. Well, so we see the story here of David, who's just been appointed as king, king over all Israel. Seven years earlier, he'd been appointed as king over Judah, But there was this period where he'd been reigning at Hebron and then only um, just prior to this battle had he actually been set up and installed as the king over both the southern tribes and the northern tribes, both Judah and Israel together. So he's been uh, appointed as king overall and, and now there's this big battle that takes place. And the thing which comes out of the story for us is this name of God that is revealed to us Baal-perazim now this is quite an interesting situation because God is superseding himself over and above the gods of the Philistines Baal was the the god of of the Philistines and uh, and so we see that that God is actually superimposing himself as being bigger than the God of the, of the enemy, the God of the Philistines. And so in this account, in the story, we see that there's a name of God that's being revealed to us, something of his nature and his character, and uh, of course, with a, a name like Breakthrough Life Church, it's really good for us to actually see something of who God is and where the name comes from. And so uh, just a, a little bit of study in terms of the Hebrew and so on. Uh, the name Baal Perizim consists obviously of two parts. The first part is the familiar word Baal, which means lord or master. And, uh, and so the verb means to exercise dominion over or to, to control, to be lord over. And the second part of our name comes from the verb paras, which means to break through. So there's a plural form of the noun, which is peres, and it means a breach or a bursting forth. So the verb paras means to break, to breach, whether it's through something or out of something or even breaking something into pieces. So um, we see a similar account in uh, the second book of Samuel, chapter 5. It's the same story that we've seen in 1 Chronicles 14. And so the name Baal-perazim, God is revealing himself as the God of the breakthrough or the one who breaks through for his people. This is such a powerful thing that we need to grab a hold of in this season Because we're in a time of being constrained, all right? We might have come out of isolation, but there's still constraints that have been put around us and, uh, and there's this, this invisible enemy, this virus that is attacking people and is causing people to live in fear and in intimidation. It's causing absolute havoc right across the planet in terms of economies and nations and all the kinds of things that stand against progress, development, improving, increase, abundance. All these things are being challenged. By this enemy right now. And so we need to actually break out of this confined space. We need the God of breakthrough to come through powerfully on behalf of his people. And so this this name, Baal Perazim, is really important for us. He is our God who is the Lord of the breakthroughs. Now, just a bit of context into the, the way and the time in which God revealed himself as being the God of breakthrough. So, David has just been appointed as the king over all of Israel. As I mentioned briefly, before this, he'd only been the king over Judah and been reigning in Hebron. This was now, as he was installed as the king over all Israel, was the fulfillment of the promise and of the prophetic word that had been given to him when he was still a young boy. He was somewhere between the ages of 10 and 15, so let's round it out to 13. So he was a youth when he'd been anointed by the prophet Samuel to be the next king because God had brought a judgment against Saul because Saul, who was once small in his own eyes, had stepped into a whole thing of pride and trusting in himself, and he he abandoned the Lord, and he disobeyed the Lord, all sorts of stories that led to the kingdom being torn away from him. And so God gave a promise. There was this prophetic action. There was the anointing through the prophet Samuel over David when he was still a young, young guy. But there were many years, he was only installed as the king when he was 30 years old. So we see a bunch of years, maybe 17 years, lapsed between the prophetic word and the promise that God had given before it actually came about. I just want to encourage you, you've had prophetic words that have been spoken over your life that have been very powerful and very specific, and you haven't seen the fulfillment of it, or you've only experienced a partial fulfillment of that prophetic word. Like David had only experienced a partial fulfillment when he was made king over Judah. But it was only 17 years or so later that he got the full realization of that prophetic word. Just because you got a prophetic word at the conference at the beginning of this year, and here we are, maybe six months later, and you haven't seen the fulfillment, does not mean that it's a false word. (laughs) You need to hold on and persevere. Even as David had to hold on and persevere, even being chased through the the caves and and the wilderness and whatever, even hunted down... By Saul, he he experienced the exact opposite of the prophetic word for many years before the Lord actually used the word to actually shape and to test and to prove David before actually bringing him into the place where that promise was realized. So there's a delay many times. We see it in scriptures. Many times there's a delay between what God has said and the actual outworking of that. So you might have been given a prophetic word for your business. That you were going to succeed. You were going to prosper. And now, what's going on? You've lost all of your orders. There's no business. Cash flow is absolutely you know, ruined. And, and you're kind of wondering, well, maybe it was a wrong word. And, and maybe it wasn't meant to be. And, you know, well, can't trust the Lord. Can't trust the prophetic words. You know what? actually you're just going to you know hang my head in shame and just disappear no 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 i want to encourage you be steadfast wrestle with that prophetic word hold on to it hold it before the lord stand your ground and recognize that you're in this time of delay and god is going to work in you in and through the circumstances, even though they're manifesting the exact opposite of what the word has said, hold on, don't give up. We need to be in a place of faith. Oh yes, we're called to be people of faith. We are people of the faith. So we need to hold on to our faithful God because he will turn things around. The other thing that we see is that even when the fulfillment of that prophetic promise was realized, when David was made king, and he knew, we see this in verse 2 of First Chronicles 14, when he knew that he'd been made the king, that he still faced a challenge to that prophetic fulfillment. So just because you've seen the fulfillment of it doesn't mean that you can just sit back and relax And that's all done and dusted. No, the enemy will come and he will bring about a challenge to the prophetic word and even to the fulfillment of the prophetic word to see are you still holding on to the Lord? Are you still doing warfare in a sense with that word? Are you holding your ground? Are you making sure that you are protecting the promises of God, and protecting and stewarding the fulfillment of his word to you. So there will be some challenges, and we are in a big season of challenge right around the planet, but here, obviously, especially here in Joyburg, where there doesn't seem to be a lot of joy that's happening right now. Hold on to what the Lord has said to you in terms of your family, in terms of your marriage, in terms of your health, your business, your finance, whatever it is. Maybe there's something that the Lord gave to you in your heart with regards to an aspect of ministry that you've not seen come about yet. And goodness, the church is not even gathering, so how are you supposed to step into that? Everything seems to be counter to what the Lord has promised. Hold on, hold your ground. He who promised is faithful and he will carry you through and he will bring it through to completion. He who began a good work in you will bring it through to completion. God is the one who's going to work powerfully on our behalf. And so we see this in, in the story here with David. He inquires of the Lord before he goes into battle. You know, you're facing a whole heap of things. Don't try to figure it out and sort out all of these challenges in your own strength. Oh, well, I've done it before and I did this in the past and this is how I got victory. No. David, although he'd had many victories. Remember, there was the song that used to be sung years and years earlier when he was still fighting for Saul. Saul has killed his thousands, but David, his tens of thousands. (laughs) David was an accomplished warrior. He'd been out to battle many times. He'd faced the Philistines many times before, and he'd beaten them hands down. But he still, even though he'd had huge experience, great victory, the Lord had blessed him in the past, In terms of his battles with the Philistines, he still went and inquired of the Lord. You know, you might have had victories with your business, with your finance, whatever the situation is. You might have experienced great victories in the past. Don't just revert to old ways and old patterns and your previous experiences. Oh, I can sort this out. I know what to do. Now, the lesson here is that David inquired of the Lord. I want to encourage you. Ask the Lord in this time, this time of lockdown, of of being hemmed in, so to speak. Lord, should I go up, and how should I do it? He inquired of the Lord. And when he had the word of the Lord, that's when he had the confidence that he could step out. The Lord was with him, and in fact, the Lord was the one who was going to bring the victory. So that's the next point is that God is the one who brings victory. It's not us, it's not our smarts, it's not our strength, it's not, you know, anything to do with our gifts and abilities. Yes, God uses us in that, but God is the one ultimately who is securing the victory on our behalf. It's not by might, it's nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We need the leading. Of the Holy Spirit to guide us in our business dealings with raising our children with sorting out issues with our neighbors with with trying to figure out how to bring the kingdom and advance the kingdom in every area and aspect of our lives we need to ensure that we're inquiring from the Lord and recognize that he is the one who's giving us the victory and we give him the honor and we give him the praise. The the other thing about this is that David went and he fought these Philistines. It was in the valley of Rephaim, it was the valley of the giants. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're facing giants right now. This is not a time to back away. This is not a time to retreat. This is not a time to kind of whoa! Throw our hands in the air and we've been defeated, and there's you know there's nothing we can do about this. This is a worldwide you know epidemic, and it's too big for us, and you know we we just defeated. The giants are too big. No, you're not a grasshopper, and you don't need to view yourself as a grasshopper in your own eyes. It doesn't matter how big the situation is even if it appears to not just be one giant, but a whole valley of giants that are are coming against you, that the situation is beyond your ability. God is going to give you the breakthrough. And so as we saw earlier, Baal Perazim, it's the Lord of the breakthroughs. It's like the bursting forth, like water breaks through a breach It's a bit like a flash flood that when it pours off the the mountains, it comes into the sluices and it's unstoppable. And it just breaks through everything. And we know that water is a very powerful force. And God is is comparing himself to, to the waters, like a headwater that just rushes and breaks open whatever barrier was in your way. If you feel like you're hemmed in, if you feel like everything is conspiring against you, like you're in a prison, God is coming to break through those prison walls. If you're caught up in an addiction and you're feeling like you're absolutely trapped in this thing, God is the God of the breakthrough. He's going to break down those walls. He's going to break it into pieces. And he's going to cause a breaking through, a breaking out into a place of freedom. God is the one who's going to give you the victory. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's anxiety. Just like everything is just too much. You feel overloaded, weighed down. It's just gloomy. And you cannot see any hope on the horizon. I want to tell you that God is coming to break through that weather pattern and system that seems to be camped over your head. It's like that gloomy cloud that just weighs over you and wherever you go, it seems like the cloud is moving. (laughs) God is coming to break through that weather system and he's gonna break through those clouds and he's gonna cause the sunshine of his light And his love and his presence, the warmth of the nearness of his presence to burst forth into your life and bring you out of gloom and into the light. Out of that cold, dark, damp place, he's bringing you into a beautiful, spacious, safe place. He's got that for you. That's his intention for you. He's the God who brings us into freedom. It is for freedom that we have been set free. So he wants us to be in freedom, to experience it, and then to hold on to it and to continue to live in a place of freedom. Now, if it's an area where you've been trapped in a cycle of addiction and bondage, The Lord wants to be your breakthrough. He's the God of the breakthrough. If you've experienced freedom in the past and then unfortunately through some really bad choices you step back into that dungeon, well God is the God of mercy and of grace and in your time of need as you approach his throne of grace you will find mercy to help you and to bring you back into that place of freedom. So don't give up and say, well, look, this is my life. This is my lot. I tried before, and it just doesn't work. No, that's where the enemy wants to keep you. It's like a giant screaming at you, wanting to intimidate you, and demand that you stay in prison. The enemy doesn't want you to come into a place of freedom, but God does, and God is bigger than the devil. He's bigger than the enemy. And so our, the, the whole story here is that Baal was the name of the false gods with his little g that the Philistines used to refer to their false god as Baal. But God trumps that and he's now Baal, which is the master, the Lord over the enemy. God is bigger than the enemy. Baal perizim. In the place of giants, God shows himself to be bigger. (laughs) God is bigger than the enemy. He's bigger than the giants in your life. He's bigger than whatever is trying to force you back into the dungeon. God will beat those giants down. He will break through and break the way open for you. And God is going to turn the enemy's attacks into your advantage. So where the enemy wanted to keep you weak and downtrodden, God wants to strengthen you. He wants to enable you. He's going to comfort you with the comfort that comes from the Spirit of God so that in turn, you will be able to strengthen others with the comfort that you yourself have received. You remember, Jesus speaks to Simon Peter He says, the enemy, Satan, wants to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you. And when you have turned, then strengthen your brothers. Jesus is the great intercessor. He's the great high priest who intercedes on our behalf before the throne of God. And he is praying for us and he's interceding that indeed we would come through, that the enemy would not gain the advantage, that God would turn things around in our lives. And then when we come into that place of freedom and of strength, we are in a position to now bring freedom and strength to others. The comfort we have received, we can now comfort others. That's exactly what the Lord wants to do. He's wanting to turn this attack of the enemy, turn it around, and use it for your advantage. To show and to demonstrate that he is the God of the breakthrough. He's bigger than the enemy. And in fact, the works and the idols... Those strong places of the enemy are going to be smashed to pieces. They're going to be brought low. God is showing that he's bigger than the idols of the enemy. And he's going to use us to carry them off and to burn them, to destroy them. God is going to use you to destroy the works of the evil one. Because Jesus, he came to destroy the works of the evil one. We're walking in Jesus' footsteps. We call to do even greater works. So the works that Jesus came to do, we do the same. He was smashing and bringing down whatever the enemy was doing. That's what we do. He came to bring deliverance. We, in the same way, walking in his footsteps, we bring deliverance. He brought healing. We bring healing. He showed love, we show love. He fed the multitudes, we feed the multitudes. He proclaimed good news, we proclaim good news. This is amazing. God uses us to demonstrate that he is the God of the breakthrough. Now the enemy doesn't like that, but too bad for the enemy because God is sovereign over all. And this I wanna just leave you with this As we bring our time to a close today. Probably going to have about five closings. (laughs) Every good preacher should have more than one. Right? God is bigger than the enemy. God is sovereign over all. No matter what's going on with coronavirus. Or any of the other plagues and upheavals. And all kinds of chaos that seems to be reigning on the earth right now. We need to understand that God is bigger than it all, and that he's going to cause his purposes to come forward and to come to the place of preeminence. God is the God above it all. Not only is he bigger than it all and going to cause major triumph to come about in the season, but he's going to do it in our own lives individually. So he's going to show himself strong in a worldwide stage, but he's also individually going to be showing himself to be strong in our lives. So whatever that prophetic word has been, that the enemy is trying to rail against and to prevent, God is going to turn it around and he's going to cause it to become for your advantage. Remember that that God gave the promise to David. And he said, there will always be someone on the throne of David for all of eternity. God established The rule and the reign, if you like, of David in the natural, but it was a prophetic action of what God was wanting to do in the supernatural. The promises and the prophetic words that the Lord has given to you about what's going to manifest in the natural is because of what God is wanting to do in the spiritual realm. Remember, from Ephesians 6, we fight and struggle and wrestle. It's not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers. All right, so there's a spiritual battle that's raging, and even through our physical, natural actions, we're bringing the kingdom of heaven to be seen here on the earth, and it's a spiritual battle. So the prophetic things that God has spoken about regarding your future in the kingdom of God, there's going to be some Opposition. So don't get discouraged and think, well, something's wrong with me or God has left me or abandoned me. No, you've been called into the battle that you might display the works of light and of love and that you might crush Satan under your feet. God is giving us the privilege of stepping into this epic, eternal battle And because we're on God's side, we have been promised victory. (laughs) The God of the breakthrough is working with us to bring about his victory in the earth, on the earth. And he's going to use us as we co-labor with him. He's going to cause his kingdom to advance powerfully. So I just want to encourage you with one more closing. God is working powerfully in your life. It might look like the enemy has got you trapped, that you've been isolated, you've been kept in some kind of a prison, but no, God is setting you up for a great victory. And even though there might be some giants that are gathering around And even in the valley of Rephaim, God is going to cause an astounding victory that's going to cause everything to shift and change. And God's going to cause you to be stronger in the promises of God, and you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So let me pray with you. Thank you, Lord for the the scripture, the truth that you have revealed to us, your eternal word that you have very specifically given to us to encourage us that you indeed are the God of the breakthrough, the one who breaks through whatever the enemy has been doing and like a flood you come rushing in. And so we ask, Lord, that whatever the condition that we find ourselves in, whatever the wall that seems to be a barrier around us that is trapping us and keeping us from walking in your ways. We ask, Lord, breakthrough. We're asking, Lord, for healing breakthroughs right now. We're asking, Lord, for financial breakthroughs right now. And we're asking for relationship breakthroughs. Would you bring freedom? I'm particularly asking this morning, Lord, for those who are suffering from depression and oppression, that you would bring light. You would cause that darkness to just be blown away. And that you would release hope and life. And uh, a sense of renewed vision and purpose to your people, even in this week. Thank you, Lord, that you cause us to triumph over our enemy because we are in you. Thank you that you always gain the victory. And because we are in you, we too are assured of victory. So let your blessing Rest upon each home. Just where you are right now, I ask you just to reach out. Let your blessing rest upon each home. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to do miracles. Miracles. Thank you, Lord. Healing. Being released, even now. Thank you, Lord, for miraculous supply. Thank you, Lord, for those who've been struggling with addictions, that you release a supernatural grace to overcome and to step into freedom and to maintain that freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love so we receive your peace. Thank you that you flood our hearts and our minds with your peace. Thank you, Lord, that you have placed us in this beautiful city of Joyburg as a constant reminder that we should be a people of joy. So let your joy flood our hearts and our minds. In Christ Jesus we pray. Amen and amen and amen.